Hello, queen, and welcome to the Spiritually Hyped Podcast. I'm your host, Kiara, also known as Spiritual Hype Woman, and I am your best friend for your spiritual journey. You are in the right place if you are ready for transformational conversations to connect with your truest self. My hope is that you grow more authentically aligned with a lot of hype from me along the way. Let's grow together and live a more purpose-driven life. All right, let's get into today's episode. Hello, queen, and welcome back to the Spiritually Hyped Podcast. I am so excited to chat about something that has been on my noggin for the last few months now. It is something that I've really incorporated and have been talking about with a few of you in direct messages. And I thought it was very fitting to put in an episode as to why I don't agree with the word highest self. And instead, I use a different term that I use called your truest self or your most authentic self. So want to dive in with that right away, because for me, the term highest self is used in spirituality a lot. And I ask you before I even start talking about any of the things is how have you heard the word highest self be used? For me, well, I'll let you like take a pause and have that moment, like insert some cute little like thinking, reflecting music here, not literally, but just, you know, in your brain. But think about what are the ways that you have heard highest self be used in the term of personal development, professional development, spirituality. For me, it's really important to talk about the spiritual aspect here. The way that I have very much seen from the beginning, the first time I ever heard your highest self versus your lowest self, maybe, or your shadow self, maybe that would be a better reflection. I, I, do, I don't think that those terms are used interchangeably as the mirror opposites, like the reflections, the opposites of them. Highest self has very much been used in a way to make you think about doing certain activities or doing certain habits, incorporating practices in order to be the best version of yourself. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing that. I think striving to be the best version of yourself is a beautiful thing. However, from my personal experience, it has come from the lens of you're not good enough unless you're doing these things that make you your highest self. So allow me to give you an example. If you do not follow your hour and a half morning routine of waking up at 5 a.m., doing a workout, meditating, yoga, journaling, green juice, going for a walk out in nature, you are not your highest self. Or for example, this is what my highest self does, is they do all of those things that I just listed. Now you've created a very unnecessary set of expectations where you have to do those things, put them into practice. And when you don't do them, you're not being your highest self. So let's even look at another example. My highest self eats only plant-based. 
Now, the second I eat something that is not plant-based, did I fail or did I listen to my body? Or did I do what I needed to do because of a health reason? Or I simply don't feel like that's what the truest version of myself would do, right? I don't know if you can see that distinction. So for me, what it comes down to is when I hear the word highest self, it's very much rooted in shame and pressure. Like connect with your guides every single week. Make sure you're pulling decks. Make sure you're reflecting. Set your monthly intentions. Do this full moon release ceremony. Do recharge your crystals. Um, you know, invest this much into your energetic and your spiritual self that all comes from a place of what I view as pressure. And in a way that doesn't really feel good because things are meant to adapt, right? We're meant to have both rigidity and fluidity, that flexible ebb and flow because things change, right? Think about when you go on vacation, are you the same person when you're on vacation, you know, in a different time zone, maybe you're half across the world. Are you doing the same exact routine and eating the same exact foods that you eat all day, every day, nothing about your life changes in the slightest? Or do you treat yourself? Maybe you don't work out two hours a day. Maybe you don't meditate for 30 minutes a day. Maybe you didn't bring your journal. Does that make you not your highest self? I don't think so. I think what we should really be questioning is how intentional are we being with what we choose to do? What is the intention behind what we choose to do? And never make anything feel so concrete and solidified that it can't change. Things are meant to change. That's a good thing, right? Think of how much you've grown and evolved in your lifetime just by simply like simply surrendering and opening opening yourself up to change. You've done that more times than you can probably even re- remember. That's a beautiful thing. So why when it comes to our quote unquote heavy heavy quote unquote here my friends, highest self, do we put this stamp on saying, this is spiritual. Me being my highest self means X and nothing else. Is that really who you are? Is a question I I ask you. Because that's something I started asking myself is what I'm saying, my highest self, is that truly who I am and who I even want to be? Is that authentically aligned to my soul and what my soul essence is? Because for me, it wasn't waking up at 5 a.m. doing an hour workout, meditating, yoga, journal, green juice, blah, 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 never drinking coffee again, whatever, whatever is on the list of being your highest self. And I decided to flip the script and say, what if I decided to be the truest version of myself? And the truest version of myself, really, it, it didn't have to be that much different But what made all of the difference was the shame was removed. The guilt was removed. There was no pressure to do or be anything. 
pretty much knowing that I was already enough exactly as I was, whether I did the routine or did not do the routine. Now, if we went in with that intention of highest self, I would be all for it. But unfortunately, that is not at all how it is explained in the spiritual realm of people who use this term, whether they are coaches, spiritual leaders, other podcasters, content creators, and influencers. They use highest self as a way of saying, I'm above you because I'm doing all of these things. I'm the best that I can possibly be because I do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But you know that there are days where they don't fully carry out that routine. Things happen. Life happens. If you have kids, you know exactly how that goes. You don't need a further explanation from it. You could think your day is set up for success in every way possible. You are prepped. Meals are planned. Clothes are out for the day. Kids are dropped off at school. You get a call unexpectedly that they're sick and now they're home and your routine is washed. Have you ever unexpectedly lost a loved one? You're, you know, that first week is completely tumultuous. It is the viewing, preparing, you know, to see family. Family might be coming in from out of town. You might have guests stay with you unexpectedly, maybe even for longer than you planned. You might have to clean out a home. You might have to fly out of town to a different state in order to, you know, basically like uproot your life unnecessarily. Are you not your highest self because you can't carry out those activities during a time of massive change and transformation and transition? Absolutely the fuck not. So the difference for me is saying your highest self, I think is bullshit. I think it's a a pretty little way of like boosting up our egos a little bit. Like, look at me. I did the soul cycle class, not hating on soul cycle, by the way, I literally love spinning. It was the first workout I genuinely fell in love with was a spinning class, but like, look at me. I did the spin class. My aesthetic is on point wearing all neutrals, drinking the green juice. It must be green. It can't be any other color, bitch. It must be Pinterest approved. I am my highest self because of this. But like, take away those things. What if you are, and like, I ask you to look at it from, I'm so sorry, I'm laughing, but I ask you to look at it from this lens. What if you are a person who can't afford the spinning class? You can't afford to go to a gym or a bar class or a yoga drop-in. You can't afford a membership to a mastermind. You have to work three jobs. So you're, you know, pretty maxed out and can't wake up at 5 a.m., Or you do have kids and you do wake up at 5 a.m. because of routines and things like that. So you end up going to bed at 8 p.m. and you don't get to work on your your night routine. Your night routine is completely thrown away. You're lucky if you even take your makeup off. Are you not your highest self then if you can't afford those things? No, bitch. That's just the reality of what your life is. You're, you know, no one is better than anyone else. And I think that's Unfortunately, what it's become is like an aesthetics competition. It's become an obsession with wanting to have content for Instagram or Pinterest or whatever the fuck, TikTok. (laughs) And I see it as something completely different. I see it as, you know, 
what does that really mean for us? Like really what you did is just create maybe a slightly longer to-do list for yourself. And maybe you don't even like all the things that make you quote unquote your highest self. Maybe they aren't even things that you enjoy, but you continue to do them because you feel like you have to. Your highest self, which is why this whole thing is bullshit, wouldn't want you to unnecessarily do things that you don't want to do if it's not aligned with who you authentically are and who you truly want to be and become and evolve into. And this could be explained in so many different ways, but I'm going to transition now to talking about using the word truest self or most authentic self. Sit with yourself and say, who do I truly want to be? Write it down, jot notes in your phone, in the notes app, obviously always be safe. Don't do this while you're driving, working out, lifting or operating heavy machine equipment. I don't know, (laughs) but who do you truly want to become? And what are you currently doing right now that does feel good? What feels really good about your routine right now? For some people, it is waking up at 8 a.m. That is okay. You do not have to strive to wake up at 5 a.m. You do not have to strive to do 75 hard. You do not have to strive to do, have a certain aesthetic just because it's trending. You don't have to do a damn thing. Ask yourself what feels good about your routine, your habits, your practices, your rituals right now. And then ask yourself, what does not feel good? So for example, maybe you are in a place where you know you could use more authentic, intuitive movement for your body that doesn't feel like a punishment and that doesn't feel bad. So do it. It doesn't have to be soul cycle. It doesn't have to be weightlifting. It can be a three mile walk. It can be yoga. It can be Pilates. It can be Pio. It can be meditating and breath work if you want, but it doesn't have to be. It can be whatever genuinely feels good for you. And if what feels good for you is not having a gym membership and going to a pickup basketball league or a volleyball league, tennis league, and getting movement in through, you know, sports. There is nothing wrong with that. I say, good for you. Because if that's aligned with what you truly want to do and what authentically feels good in your mind, body, and soul, amazing. You don't feel pressure to do it. It comes naturally to you. It's just a part of your life. You get good friends out of it. You get interaction. Maybe it's free at a local rec center. So you're able to afford that. Take all of the aspects of your life into account and do what feels good. There's this other thing about, you know, people not drinking coffee and just drinking tea or like matcha. If you love matcha, I'm I'm not hating on you if you like matcha or tea. I'm just saying you're not any less spiritual or not your highest self if you're drinking coffee. The truest version of who you are it's going to look different for everybody. I don't think I don't think you have to do a particular set of things every day in order to be the best version of you that you can be. 
I actually think the truest version of you and your highest self, the best version of who you are, the most authentic version of you is by doing the things that feel good, removing the things that don't feel good, but then also creating this little bit of space where there is challenge and room for growth and room for involvement. And then also space, free space to breathe, to relax. That combination of room for growth, space to breathe and simply be, and also for the things that you truly enjoy is a blend of what makes you, you. It it makes you exactly who you are. And it gives you the space and freedom to grow into who you want to be and who you are meant to be, whatever that means for you. And that can ebb and flow with life transitions, whether you see them coming or not. And it should. Because let's be honest, the way that you approach life as a brand new mom to an infant for the first two years of that baby's life is going to be completely different to how you approach life as a 26-year-old you know, working in the corporate world or as a 55-year-old retiree who's finally pursuing her passions after having Epstein-Ness syndrome and all of her kids are grown up. Or maybe you're an entrepreneur in your 30s. Maybe you are a mom in her 40s and you're finally saying yes to yourself and creating space and freedom to pursue projects that have always interested you, but you only identified as a mom and that's been your sole identity and your highest self became an obsession for you to be the perfect Pinterest mom. But now in actuality, your truest self can be the version of you that incorporates being a mom, being an entrepreneur, being a corporate businesswoman, being an author, podcaster, influencer, or maybe it simply is being a stay-at-home mom and dedicating your entire time to your family and finding ways to make routines, habits, and practices fit that narrative of what truly feels aligned to you. Don't do things simply because you feel like you have to. That's not authentic. That's not real. Say yes to what feels right for you. And again, the goal is to not feel pressure or a sense of forcing where you have to cram in this routine every morning just to check off these boxes and say, I feel so good because I did all of these things. But maybe, you know, you were up until 2 a.m., but you're dead set on waking up at 5 a.m. every day. But, you know, what you authentically needed and what your truest self really wanted you to have was real rest. So maybe you could forego the routine that morning and get the rest you need and carry on with your day with your day. I've talked about this before, but not letting titles define you. The way that I don't want you to just identify as your career or what your passion project is, you know, whether that's, again, podcaster, influencer, content creator, entrepreneur, business owner, coach, mom, stay-at-home mom, corporate professional, manager, director, CEO, wife, mom, friend, dog mom. 
I don't want you to feel like you have to be owned by those titles to where it feels like you need to force things because those are part of you. That's not you as at your essence. You're not just a mom. You can also be a doctor. You're not just a doctor. You can also be deeply devoted to your spiritual practice that authentically serves who you are. Because at our core, we don't need these extra titles. We don't need them. We have them because that's how we operate as humans. But don't feel the weight of pressure by a title to do certain things. Just like you shouldn't feel the weight of pressure to tick things off of a to-do list and have it be your morning routine and say that it feels good if it doesn't actually feel good. Now, go off, sis, if things do feel good and you're doing all of the things that I have been mentioning in this, no shame, no shade or hate whatsoever, please keep doing them. Because if they feel good and they make you happy and you don't feel pressure to just tick off these boxes every single morning, you're doing it right. You're aligned with the truest version of who you are. But that's what you're doing. You're aligned with the truest version of who you are and who you want to be and who you wish to become and evolve into. It's not your highest self. Because again, at the end of the day, if you have to scrap away all the routines, practices, and habits, and you can't do them one day because you're in a hospital bed after a car accident, you're still your highest self because you're resting and you're getting the help you need after a car accident. (laughs) Or you're traveling on vacation and you actually decide to put all technology away and just escape and not be the business owner entrepreneur that you normally are. So you shut off your phone, you delete the emails app, you don't bring your computer and you just unplug. You're still being the highest version of yourself because you're listening to who you truly are and what you authentically need in that moment. Unfortunately, the highest self narrative doesn't really support this, but the truest self narrative does. The truest version of who you are to soul essence aligns and allows for ebbs and flows and transitions and changes. Highest self is kind of like an unnecessary competition that I personally don't want to be a part of. I want that room and space for growth and expansion. I want that space to breathe. I want that space and permission to be lazy on a Saturday not get my workout in if I don't have to, or if I don't need to or want to, or I genuinely can't because I broke my leg or whatever, whatever curveball life throws at you because it's going to happen. It doesn't make you less than it makes you aware of how you need to adapt and change and be open to surrendering. Ultimately, that's the most spiritual thing that you can do is Knowing who your truest self is authentically at your core and then still surrendering to the tumultuous changes that can be thrown at you at any given time. That's being your highest self. But ultimately, I've refrained from using this word because ultimately, For me, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't make me feel honest. 
and it doesn't make me feel like the truest version of myself. Calling it exactly what it is, truest self, authentic self, is exactly that. I'm not saying things to compete with another person. I'm doing exactly what's good for me and what journey I'm on and where I'm at in my life and in the space that I'm in. And if it evolves and changes in six months or six years, great. If it doesn't because it's still working, also great. But if you choose to still use the word highest self, that's okay too. I just ask you to think about what it truly means for you when you say that word. Do you maybe even beneath the surface feel this unnecessary pressure to keep up, keep going with the challenges and the drinking three liters of water a day and two workouts and all of these things, again, just to say that you do them and you have a morning routine and a night routine. I think routines are so important, by the way, as my last little note. Routines, practices, habits, those are beautiful things. It's when we force things and use them as mechanisms to make ourselves feel bad about ourselves and basically kind of have this negative self-talk going on, like you're an, you're you're a loser for not getting to the gym today. Oh, you're not fucking spiritual. You didn't journal for the last week. Pfft, you can't be spiritual anymore because you didn't journal. Fuck off. It it doesn't feel good. And if it doesn't feel good for you, maybe try on a new way of explaining it. Maybe try on what your truest self looks like and your authentic self looks like and see if those words feel a little bit more natural and aligned. So I'm wishing you so much love and sending you all the love that I can. And I ask that for when you have time to journal on this and go through those questions I had mentioned earlier about what feels good about your life, routine, habits, and practices that you want to keep. What do you want to omit and get rid of that doesn't feel good anymore? And where can you have that opportunity for expansion maybe being a little challenged to elevate and up-level and evolve and grow and learn as well, because all of it, all of it's important. I cannot wait to chat with you guys in the next episode, and I will see you guys soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining this episode of the Spiritually Hyped Podcast. I cannot wait to see you next time for another transformational chat. If you want to connect on Instagram, you can follow me at Spiritual Hype Woman, all one word, and let me know what you would like to talk about next when it comes to spirituality. Thanks for being here.